Hello everyone, it is yours truly, The Mass Menace, aka Arch Clearance Kent, two-time ACW television champion, and your host of this wonderful show. And boy, do we have some news to get into this week. So without further ado, let's get into it. You are listening to the Teachable Moments podcast. Hello everyone, it is yours truly, The Mass Menace, a.k.a. Arch Clarence Kent, two-time ACW television champion, and your host of this wonderful show. Now, we are back. Sorry, been gone for a few weeks. Life got in the way. Had to take care of some stuff, some important stuff. But we are back. Now, before we get into the wrestling news, because we do have wrestling news, it is... 9-11. It is September the 11th. And as a lot of people know, and as a lot of people will tell their children going into the future, on 9-11 in 2001, something really horrible happened. A plane flew into the World Trade Center and killed a lot of people. Everybody on the plane died. Uh, A lot of people in the World Trade Centers died as the World Trade Centers came collapsing down. Um, You had firefighters and police officers who sacrificed their lives to save people that were in the World Trade Center. You had a plane going to the Pentagon that had been hijacked that was going to crash in there. And there were people who took the plane over from the hijackers and kept the plane from crashing into the Pentagon. So those people are heroes too. And we should look at them as heroes. And we should honor them. On this 9-11. It's sad. It's sad that stuff like that has to happen. Well, it doesn't have to happen. But it happens all the same, and it's a shame. So please, today, as you go about your day, please remember, remember the people, the firefighters, the cops, the people that were on the planes, and the people that died in the World Trade Center. Remember them as your day goes on. And please Please remember, time is precious. Now, uh, uh, okay, time to get into the wrestling news. Now, we had a lot this past uh, week, I'd say. I would say this past week. <laughs> um, AEW had All Out. They had all out last Sunday. Um, I think WWE had their event Saturday. I think maybe even two events. I can't remember. Um, I know they had uh, Clash at the Castle. I think WWE had Clash at the Castle. I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about WWE stuff. Because AEW is going to be the majority, but I do want to talk about this. 
They had Clash at the Castle in Cardiff, Wales. I think is if I'm right, Cardiff, Wales. And I think it was there is when Dominic Mysterio turned on Edge and Rey Mysterio. Now they had been hinting at this with Rhea Ripley trying to corrupt Dominic and the Judgment Day trying to get him to turn. And I think it finally came to a head. I don't know what caused it to come to a head. I don't I don't really watch WWE much. But I thought it was pretty interesting. I did. Um I think a heel turn could be the good thing for could be the best thing for Dominic Dominic Mysterio, basically. <sighs> Sorry. I got allergies going on. Um I think this could be good. They're supposedly, from everything I'm seeing, they're trying to push some push Rhea and Dominic like a modern day Eddie Guerrero in China. I am gonna say this: Dominic Mysterio. No matter how many times, not that they're doing this, but no matter if somebody tried to push Dominic as a modern day Eddie, he's never going to be an Eddie Guerrero. One, Eddie Guerrero has had comedic chops, great comedic chops, great comedic timing. He was great in the ring, fantastic. And it's one, you know how they say, often imitated but never duplicated. That's what Eddie is. Okay, that's how that's how you describe Eddie. He is often imitated but never duplicated because you can't duplicate someone like Eddie Guerrero. Not that WWE is trying to do that. I want to make that clear. Now, moving on, like I said, they had WWE had like two shows I think this past weekend. Uh, the one in Cardiff, Wales, and well, last weekend. Let's go with last weekend. Cardiff, Wales, and I think they had another pay-per-view, but I wasn't sure. I'm not sure. Supposedly they had two. Um, but AEW had one, which was all out. Now I want to talk about this because this is a this is interesting. A lot AEW's been brought up a lot in talks when it came to wrestling. People have been talking about how the locker room can't get along. Uh, they can't get on the same page. Uh, Tony Khan is being undermined. He has no power. He's uh, all these uh, all these other people are running the business. There, uh, AEW is going to be gone in four weeks. Uh, all of that stuff. It's been talked about. Uh, but all out happened. And I thought All Out was a pretty good show. I did. Uh, there was one match in particular that I will say was uh, underwhelming, and now I know why. There's a reason behind it. Like I said, sorry if I seem out of sorts today. My allergies are running rapid. My eyes are itchy. My nose is running. It's horrible. 
Um, where was I? Oh yeah, the match that was underwhelming, in my opinion, was the um, the Jungle Boy and Christian Cage match because they had built up to the match as being this great brawl that was going to break out. This great brawl. And it was going to be a fight and because Jungle Boy wasn't coming as Jungle Boy. He was coming as Jack Perry. And he was going to beat up on Christian Cage. And Christian Cage was going to beat up on Jack Perry. But then Jungle Boy comes out after Christian's already in the ring. Jungle Boy comes out, and then what happens? Luchasaurus comes out, attacks Jungle Boy. Watch, come on. I kind of saw that coming. I mean, I kind of saw that coming. I actually expected it to happen. But he attacks Jungle Boy. He goes on. He leaves. He comes back out and continues his on comes back out and continues his onslaught onto Jungle Boy. Throws him into the ring. Of course, after putting him through a table. Throws him into the ring. And then Christian does the, after the match gets started, because Jungle Boy's like, yeah, I can continue. Christian does the unprettier. Pins him. And wins. I was like, that is very underwhelming. I was like, they could have put that on the kickoff show. Instead of the main card. Because they went and they put Pox All-Atlantic Championship match. Against Kip Sabian. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was against Kip Sabian. Yeah. Um... They put that on the kickoff show. And in my opinion, that should have been on the main card. And I'm like, come on, people. Come on. You could have put, if you want to do what you did with Jungle Boy and Christian Cage, then you should put it on the kickoff show. That was my opinion. That's what went on through my head. But then it turns out, you find out later... Christian Cage has a torn, uh, I think it's tricep, a torn tricep, like a pectoral muscle around there, and he's going to be out for like eight months. So that explains why the match went the way it was, but I still believe it should have been put on the kickoff show. That's just me. Uh, if you knew that he was injured, if you knew he was injured, that should have been put on the kickoff show. <clears throat> just my opinion. I have no doubt it's going to build to something, hopefully, when Christian Cage returns. It'll build to something more. So, I'm looking forward to that. Okay, they... At All Out, they also crowned Trios Champions. In the form of Kenny Omega Young and Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson. They took on... Hangman Adam Page and Johnny Hungin, Alex Reynolds. John Silvers. I'm sorry. Everybody calls him Johnny Hungy. Uh, but 
It was Hangman, John Silvers, and Alex Reynolds taking on Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. And I thought it was a great match. Great match. Awesome match. I enjoyed it. <laughs> things are about to get uh, things are about to pick up here so yeah the trios titles were the trios champions were crowned it all out it was Young Bucks and Kenny Omega <clears throat> then we move on to that night <clears throat> later on that night we're going to move on to the casino, actually, the casino match was first. The casino ladder match was before the trios title. And they, every year, every all out or what, they have a casino ladder match. And they have your regular participants. We had Ray Phoenix, Penta, Dante Martin. I'm trying to remember everybody we had. Uh, well, you had some the regular roster, okay? And then they had, <clears throat> they had the Joker. They always had the Joker. Um, and it was interesting. Because about the time the Joker should have showed up, guys in masks come out. They were all decked in black and masks, and they come out... And they lay out all the other stars, and one of them climbs up to the top, top of the ladder, and grabs the chip. And you're like, "Is this the Joker?" And, and Taz made it a point to say, "This is not the Joker." Okay, he wanted everyone to know this was not the Joker. Pulls off his mask. They all they they all pull off their masks. You find out who they are. And Stokely's the one who has the chip. <clears throat> and I'm like, huh, Stokely. Stokely had been recruiting, right? Stokely had been recruiting since then. It was Austin, Colton, all of them showed up. And you're like, why is he recruiting all these people? But Stokely grabs the chip and then... The music, uh, Sympathy for the Devil, is played. Uh, you know, the, allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and thing. Or taste, whatever. Like that. The Sympathy for the Devil is the name of the song. It's played, and out comes this guy. He holds the chip. He's the Joker. Okay, he's about to take off his mask, but he doesn't. Again, sorry for my allergies. Jesus. Uh, <clears throat> he doesn't. He doesn't reveal who he is. And I'm like, okay. Well, we might know who it is come the end of the show. So I wait. We fast forward to the main event. CM Punk and John Moxley. Now, they had built to this match, okay, because... The first time they had the match was Dynamite. And they're like... I think it was Dynamite two weeks beforehand. Um, 
and CM Punk and John Moxley could not stay separated. John Moxley is, had been fed up with being called the interim champion. And he was set up with CM Punk being called the true champion, even though CM Punk had not been there. Because when CM Punk won the title, he injured himself. He got injured. He broke his foot, which which is, which sucks. It sucks when you win a title, and then three days later you break your foot. And he shattered. He, supposedly, he he explained in an when he came out and did a promo that the doctor said he pulverized the bones in his foot. And he went off, and he had rehab, and then came back, right? Um, and they built to this, I guess. And they fought, and they fought, and they fought, and they were fighting. So Tony's idea was to have a match on Dynamite, right? And they faced off. And when CM Punk went to kick John Moxley, he—I thought he had screwed up his foot again. And he didn't. And it's not even the foot he kicked with; it's the foot he put all his weight on. It's like he dropped, and he grabbed that foot. CM Punk was squashed in like minutes, John, which made John Moxley the true AEW World Champion. So it goes on. You. Then you had a champion, and you had All Out coming up, and there was no one for John Moxley to face. So what does he do? He comes out. He's everybody certain CM Punk's gonna be gone again, right? He's gonna be gone because his foot—he re-injured his foot or something. John Moxley comes out the week later. Week later, and. He delivers a promo, and he does that, and he pulls out an envelope for, like, or a contract for, like, an open contract. Anybody can take it and sign it and face John Moxley. <laughs> so, John Moxley comes out, and he does that. Well, then there's, after he leaves, supposedly, there's this guy that comes out, grabs the contract, Brings it into the back. Later that night. Later on in that dynamite. Now remember, this is a week before All Out. Right? This is the Wednesday before All Out. This is right when we're going to get All Out. That the, the, the Sunday after that Wednesday is when All Out was going to happen. No challenger for the title. CM Punk comes out later and he talks about how maybe the love isn't enough for me more. Maybe because the foot was 100%, it was just a new 100%. And he's he starts guessing himself, doubting himself, and then the guy comes out with the open contract that he took from the ring, by the way. And you turn and you find out his name's Ace Steel. And not only is he friends with CM Punk, but he trained CM Punk. Okay? So now we know who trained CM Punk. And he says, No, this is not what we talked about, nah, body, blah, blah, blah. 
smack CM Punk. Tell CM Punk to sign the contract because he's Chicago. He's from Chicago. And he's the one who's going to go and beat John Moxley. Okay. Well, he's, he, he gives, uh, CM Punk gives a passion speech about how he, they've tried to kill him since day one and they haven't succeeded. And John Moxley's not going to be that guy to do it. And he signs the contract. Okay, fast forward now. We're it all out. And I tell you, main event. It was a good main event. It was a good main event. You had you had John Moxley versus CM Punk, and I tell you, um, CM Punk. And now, if you haven't watched All Out yet, and I don't know why you haven't, if you're an AEW fan and you haven't seen it yet, go watch it. But basically, CM Punk beats John Moxley. Becomes AEW World Champion. Two-time AEW World Champion. Yay. Awesome. Cool. Right? Okay. Now let's fast forward to a media scrum. Because, and this is the first time I'm actually going to be talking about the media scrums. They had a media scrum and all out. And I guess the reason I'm talking about it is because it's what has all led up to this, I guess. Okay, I want to go ahead and say, when CM Punk came to AEW, I knew a few things was going to happen. One, the crowd was going to be was going to go crazy. They were going to pop for CM Punk. Heck, he broke the store. Yeah, he all the fans broke the AEW store when CM Punk debuted to get CM Punk's new shirt. Yeah, he had been gone for seven years. And there was a hint of a rumor that he would be coming back. Now everybody knew he wasn't going to go to WWE. Right? So he debuts at the first ever Rampage at AEW. This is a year ago, right? Maybe a little over a year ago. And he talks about how he's back in pro wrestling, right? Be careful what you wish for because you're getting CM Punk. Fast forward now. We're now at this point because actually, actually, let's go back. I said a few things was going to happen. I knew the fans were going to pop like crazy. I knew it was going to be explosive. And then I knew there was going to be something that would have to do with Colt Cabana. Because Colt Cabana and CM Punk do not like each other. They don't. So, CM Punk was coming in, which meant Colt Cabana was probably on his way out. Fast forward, now, you don't see Colt Cabana on Dynamite. You only see him on the Ring of Honor events. And that's because originally Tony Khan was going to fire Colt Cabana. He was going to let him go, give him, give him his release. Because he knew Colt Cabana and CM Punk could not coexist. 
on the roster. Now, when that happened, uh, the members of the elite, uh, Hangman, or whether it was just Young Bucks or Kenny, I don't know, convinced Tony Khan to keep him on, keep Cole Cabana on, and hence why Cole Cabana is now used for Ring of Honor. Supposedly the thing that went, and this all feeds into the media scrum, was that the Young Bucks and Kenny basically were saying that CM Punk got Colt Cabana fired. CM Punk took offense to that. He had also took offense to Hangman saying that Hangman doesn't take advice from the older guys because he doesn't need the advice from the older guys. Okay. Now, CM Punk had already took that as, a fi as insulting. So, CM Punk had come out on a promo and said, a little piece of advice and take it as you will. The apology must be as loud and public as the disrespect. Okay. He directed that towards Hangman. Supposedly, Hangman had went into business on his own. Tony Khan had said no comment on it, which Tony Khan had kept silent about it. Oh, God. No, uh, Jesus. No, these allergies are giving me a fit. Now, we fast forward from Hangman because I figured the, oh, the air had been cleared or something, and I'm going to go ahead and say it's a business. I'm going to go ahead and say this. It's a business in wrestling. You're not going to like everybody you work with. You're just not. It's not going to happen. There are people I have wrestled against that I'm not really a big fan of. Okay? And I don't mean just in the ring. I mean in the locker room, too. Okay? There are people I prefer not to even talk to. That's just me. You're not going to like everybody you work with. Now, media scrum comes up. Now, remember, this is after Young Bucks had said that, or supposed it had leaked that CM Punk got Colt Cabana fired. Now, do I think CM Punk went to Tony Khan and said, fire Colt Cabana? No, I don't. I don't think that. But I do think CM Punk is every bit of the reason that Cokeman is no longer shown on Dynamite or Rampage or Dark or Elevation. That being because they can't coexist. And Tony Khan felt CM Punk was going to be the one that was going to bring in the money. So he felt it was better for business to jet what was best for business was to let Cokeman go. That was Tony Khan's decision. Yes, CM Punk has every bit to do with. The reason Colcomania is not there. Not because he went up to Tony Khan and said, fire this guy. I don't want this guy here. I don't want him working here. I don't think that's what happened. I don't think that's what went down. CM Punk decides to get on the media scrum. And he's pulling out stuff, drinks, whatever. I think there's like six cans of drinks that were sitting on the table. Uh, they were all in the bag. 
He had like a snack with him too. <laughs> that being said, now I can guarantee you the drink's not alcohol. CM Punk doesn't drink alcohol. He doesn't do drugs. He's straight edge. And he starts talking and he sent any any singles out a reporter. Which is weird. <laughs> Sorry for my allergies again, Jesus. Um he singles out a reporter and he asks him, he's like uh Colt, uh I can't remember the guy his full name, but he, he says Colt's actual name. <coughs> his shoot name. Um and he asks if he's friends with the guy, and the guy's like, no, we don't see the eye to eye. Uh, we're not friends. He's like, okay, cool. He's like, do you fancy yourself a journalist, right? And talking about how if you are a true journalist in this business, then you'll put out truth and whatever, supposedly is what he's saying. And he talks about how he's a grown man and the fact that he's a grown man and whoever he chooses to not be friends with is nobody else's business but his own and that's true i agree with cm punk on that part <laughs> i agree with him on that it is nobody's business who cm punk or phil brooks or whatever he wants to call himself chooses to be friends with it's nobody's business it's not mine it's not the fans it's nobody's but his own it's nobody's business but his own 100 percent. sorry for that by the way so he goes on he's like he hasn't had any contact with cole cabana since 20, I think he said 2011, 2014 maybe, I don't know, I think it's 2011 that he's had. He's wanted nothing to do with them since then, probably nothing more. He's like, what was his fault supposedly was he wanted to take a guy to the top with him to succeed that did not want to see CM Punk succeed. And... He felt that Colt was that guy who did not want him to succeed. So, and how he's kept emails and whatever and different things. So, whatever happened between them, uh, you know, I don't know what ultimately transpired, but that's between them. So he went on and he's like, I don't care where he works, where he doesn't work, where he eats, where he sleeps, where he... Whatever. It doesn't matter. That's how CM Punk goes. And he's like, and it's, it's, he then tends to target Hangman, and then he tends to target Kenny and the Young Bucks saying how you got the EVPs who don't, who couldn't even run a target. So he supposedly did that. Fast forward, we go. They had a few more people to me. I think Chris Jericho was there. Whatever. And we go on. And then at the end of that meet, oh, not to mention, I will, uh, let, let's let's go back to the main event. At the end of the main event, the Joker revealed himself to be 
Maxwell Jacob Friedman, who had been gone for months. And now he's got the chip, so now he can cash in and become champion. Cash in. Now, their whole thing had centered around, it would go, eventually, CM Punk versus MJF. That's where they wanted to build this feud to, MJF versus CM Punk. Well, that was before the media scrum, and what happened after the media scrum, because then reports started coming in that there was a brawl, right? There was, there was a thing, and then there was a rumor that Hangman Adam Page w had been let go which was false. Hangman Adam Page is not gone. But supposedly leading into things, leading up to Dynamite, supposedly the Young Bucks had went in to CM Punk's locker room, confronted CM Punk, and supposedly a brawl had broke out. Uh, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega... Brandon Cutler was somehow involved. Michael Nakazawa was somehow involved. Christopher Daniels was somehow involved. I don't know how that happens. Um, Ace Steel was involved. CM Punk was involved. Everybody was wondering what was going to happen, right? What, what was going to happen? I'm going to repeat again what I said earlier. You're not going to get along with everybody you work with, okay? It's just not going to happen. That is a reality. That is reality. You're not going to get along with everybody. You're not going to like everybody you work with. But you need to stay professional. Let's keep that in mind. Fast forward, everybody down my trying to wonder because now there's speculation that there was a meeting that had happened and there were people that were not scheduled to be there. John Moxley was not scheduled to be at Dynamite. Uh, following all out, and Chris Jericho was not scheduled to be at Dynamite following all, following all out, but they were called into action. They were asked to be there, and they showed up, so kudos to them. They could have they could have easily complained and said, no, I'm not showing up, but they didn't. They showed up, and they did their job, so kudos to John Moxley and Chris Jericho. No matter what anybody thinks of those two guys, they showed up, and they did their job. They were professionals. Now that being said, what happened, what tra transpired on Dynamite, there are a lot of people who disagree with it. There are some people who disagree with it, and then there are people who agree with it. It's mixed. Okay. Everybody was wondering what was going to happen. Was CM Punk going to be let go? Because a lot of people are believing CM Punk instigated things, that he's the reason this brawl broke out. Well, all I know is this. I said, if it's true, this was just me, I said, if it's true, CM Punk needs to be made an example out of. Tony Khan needs to make an example out of people. That way his authority is no longer undermined. That way his authority is no longer questioned. And then, what happens on Dynamite? Tony Khan shows up and he says this, this past Dynamite, right? He says, the AEW world title is now being vacated. And I was like, thank God, no interim, no, no interim, thank you. He vacated, he stripped CM Punk of the title. 
and now they are having a tournament to see, which will culminate at Grand Slam to crown the new AEW World Champion. You've got Hangman involved. Hangman in it. He lost. So, he's no longer in it. But, which proves that he was not let go. Whoever, whoever decided to do that, because they obviously thought it was funny being Tony, uh, to pretend to be Tony Khan, and make that post, and then send it out, and get people riled up. To that person, I say, grow up. Stop being a child. Grow up. I mean, all these people that do these death hoaxes and imitating people and say stuff about stuff and think they know things. And they're keyboard warriors. That's what they are. They get behind their keyboard and they type this thing because they're not afraid to say it on a video. Or they're not afraid to say it in person. They're being childish. They need to grow up. And the people who do the death hoaxes and do all that stuff, it's sad. I feel... for. Uh, their life must be so sad that they have nothing better to do than to create death hoaxes about people or to create a, a false information about people. Grow up. Moving on. After he announced the AEW world title was stripped, he also said the trios titles have been stripped and that they would crown new trios champions that night on Dynamite, and they did, because they had Best Friends versus Death Triangle, and your new trio champions are Death Triangle. I thought it was a great match, all-around match. I enjoyed it. I would have loved for it to be Dark Order. I would, because they've been there from the beginning. They've been loyal. Their faction stuck around. Okay, Death Triangle, like like my wife says. Death Triangle. They got their own things going. They go for the regular tag titles. They go for single titles. Pac is the All-Atlantic champion, right? Uh, why not put it on Dark Order? I agree. I would love to see that. But that's not what we got. We got Best Friends versus Death Triangle. And Death Triangle won. And now they're your new trios champions. Now... A lot of people may be like, why strip, why strip the elite other trio's titles if it was CM Punk's fault to begin with when he started it? Well, here's the reason you do that. If CM, it would have been done by like the same people who, who, if CM Punk hadn't been stripped. Oh, the Elite got stripped of their title, but CM Punk got to keep his. How was that fair? Well, if they had stripped CM, if Tony Khan had stripped CM Punk, but not the Elite, those people would be like, wait, hold on just a second. You stripped CM Punk, but you didn't strip the Elite. How is that fair? Okay. And now you got people who's like, wait, it's just not fair. Uh, you can't make everybody happy. Here's how it goes. Young Bucks went, uh, this is my opinion on this. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks went to the locker room, probably a place where they were not welcomed, where they were not wanted. And if they hadn't have went there from the beginning, the fight probably wouldn't have happened. Not saying they started fight, not saying they went there intentionally to get CM Punk riled up, 
But it got CM Punk riled up. It got Ace Steel riled up. It got Kenny Omega bit. The uh, Matt or Nick got hit in the face with the chair. Okay. Now, the thing that is now being talked is, is CM Punk going to be fired or is he suspended? I will tell you this. He is injured, though. So no matter what, he's still injured. He's not going to be there for like eight months, eight or nine months, if he, they do keep him. He's got a torn pectoral muscle that he suffered in the main event against John Moxley. So I'm just lucky they stripped him of the title and vacated it instead of creating another interim championship. Thank you. God, I was like, yes, you finally vacated the title. Finally, now we can have a tournament to crown it. I think CM Punk should be suspended. Do I think he should be fired? That's not on me to say. Is he going to be fired? A lot of people believe he could be. And a lot of people are under the belief that a lot of people in the locker room don't want him back, basically. CM Punk has this reputation of talking a lot and doing this and then somehow becoming... Best way I can explain it, you got people who are considered a cancer in the locker room and a cancer in the business. And I don't mean just being a heel and, you know, people not fans not liking you. But I mean not being a person that can be worked with. Somebody who just automatically makes the company look bad that's the whole or the business as a whole look bad that's the whole point of being a cancer in the business CM Punk whether he's brought it on himself or what has now garnered the reputation of he's almost impossible to work with which means now he has to make amends or they have to let him go either way how it looks is this Everybody in that fight should have been levied. Some penalties or what should have been levied. Okay, whether you be suspended or what. One, if the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega hadn't went there, the fight probably wouldn't have started. Uh, a Steel should have never bit Kenny Omega. Um, one... Uh, a dog and a girl should never be in the male locker room. See, that's another thing. A Steel's wife, with a broken leg, was in the locker room watching CM Punk's dog. Okay, them two should not have been, should not have been in that locker room. Women should not be allowed in the men's locker room. It becomes too chaotic. It, it adds an extra element that doesn't need to be there. And that's my opinion. That's how it should be. Back in the day, you were never heard of a woman being in the men's locker room. Men aren't allowed in the women's locker room. Women shouldn't be allowed in the men's locker room. Point blank, it should be fair. Because I guarantee you, if there was a man in the women's locker room, they would have been kicked out as quick as possible. That I don't care if it's A. Steele's wife. She shouldn't have been in the men's locker room. She shouldn't have been in CM Punk's locker room. The dog shouldn't have been there. Kenny Omega went to remove the dog from the situation because he was getting agitated. And then he gets bit for his actions. Okay. Either way, everybody involved in that fight. I still don't get how Christopher Daniels got involved. Um, but everybody involved, whether they were diffusing the situation have been suspended. 
Okay. Now, the talk is, is CM Punk going to be coming back after eight months? Does he even want to come back? I'm, to that, all I can say is only time will tell. I think Tony Khan did a smart thing. I commend him on his decision to strip all parties involved of their titles and to suspend all parties involved. See, Hangman was smart. He decided to stay out of it, which is why he wasn't suspended. He's like, oh, no, I know where this is going. Ah, see ya. I'm staying out of it. Bye. See ya. So he's there. Um, I get it. Kenny Omega and Matt and Nick Jackson were standing up for their friend. They were protecting him. I get it. CM Punk's also very self, also very opinionated. And he'll tell you what's on his mind. That's one thing I have respected about CM Punk throughout the years. But there is a time and place to do it at times. And it just seemed it seemed premeditated. It seemed like he was trying to rile up a bunch of people to get a fight started. So I put a lot of blame on CM Punk. Not saying that all of the blame should be on CM Punk. Not saying that he's the blame for the locker room being in the whole shape it's in, because trust me, there are probably other issues the locker room has. I like AEW. I do. I love watching AEW. I don't. I try not to pay attention to the backstage politics. But hey, the backstage politics is what kind of gives me more information to talk about on this podcast. So if they're going to continue, and they're going to give me more more info and more news then more power to them or whatever but keep it coming if you want i don't care either way okay it'll just give me something to talk about on the podcast but yeah whoo insane insane stuff moving on we have now come i will go ahead and say hey my wrestling federation was supposed to have ACW, Appalachian Championship Wrestling, the federation I wrestled for, was supposed to have a show yesterday, Saturday, the 10th. But it didn't happen because we got rained out. Safety is important. You want the safety of all your athletes. You, you, you weren't taking account the safety of all the people coming to watch the show. And you don't want your fans stand like like Branshaw once told me. You don't want your fans setting out in the rain, especially when the temperature's starting to drop again, because it is, it's getting into fall. Temperature's starting to drop a little bit at nighttime. You don't want them to be sitting out there in the rain at night when the temperature's starting to drop. And then get pneumonia. Because then they're never going to come back. Okay. So the best bet was to cancel it. The new date for it is October the 8th. I can't wait because then I get to finally get my hands on Venom. And I'm going to hurt him. Point blank. Moving on. We have reached that segment. The teachable moment segment. Now, like I said, 
like I said, some of these things blur together, so if I've done one similar to this, I apologize, but sometimes they blur together, so bear with me. I was searching online for different stuff I could talk about, and I came across a picture. It is captioned, We are doomed. We are doomed. There is no hope for us, supposedly, is what they were saying. Now, the picture showed a pizza box that had the words on it that said, Open box before eating pizza. Yeah, and you'd think I'd be making this up, but I'm not. Open box before eating pizza. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I've never, I've never needed anybody to put on a box or tell me to open the box before you eat the pizza. Now, I will admit, I've messed with the, it's going to make me seem uneducated at times, but I'll admit it. I've took a remote one time after putting batteries in because, like, make sure you put batteries in remote. Why do you need to be told to put batteries in remote? Put them in the remote. Okay, I will admit sometimes some people take batteries out of the remote, forget that they did, and then try to operate the remote, and you open the back, the back of it, and there's no batteries. I've been over to a friend's house one time and did that, and I'm like, why isn't this controller working and opening? There's no batteries, okay? That's not my fault. That's not on me. It just happens. Sometimes people forget, oh yeah, I forgot to put batteries in there. Hold on, let me go get the batteries. Okay, or they forgot to replace the batteries because batteries are dead. Now, I've never once forgotten to put batteries into a controller to get to work. Okay, but I will admit, they said, remove, now there's this thing on the pay um, a pamphlet that says, Remove plastic off of sensor before using controller. My wife likes to joke that that's because of me. Because I did that one time. I'm like, the batteries are in here. Why isn't it working? Uh, well, the plastic was on the sensor thing. It was blocking it. I forgot to remove it. I have to remove it. Now it works. Okay, I've done that before. But I've never once, never once, ever needed to be told to open the box before eating pizza, okay? The fact that we actually have to have that on a pizza box scares me. It does. It scares me because it's like y'all don't know to open the box before eating the pizza. Yeah, I mean, pizza, I will admit there's been some people who have said, oh, this pizza tastes like cardboard, okay, not because they ate the cardboard, but because the pizza tasted like cardboard because it was crap pizza, okay, it was horrible pizza, I've had horrible pizza, I've had pizza where when you pick up the slice, the, the plate's already drenched in grease, that's too much grease for me, okay, and if you have to have grease, like a pizza being really greasy to taste good, then you don't know how to make a good pizza. The pizza should taste good whether, regardless of the grease or not, okay? 
when I ate this greasy pizza, it wasn't good either. So, which means they, they did horrible either way. But that's not because I ate the cardboard. And I didn't need to be told that, hey, take the pizza off the plate before you eat it. Okay? No, I didn't need to be told that. The fact that our generation today, generation today has to be told to open box before eating pizza shows how much our generation has failed. And I wouldn't say failed. There's no such thing as failure unless you decide to not continue. Okay. Please, people. Please use common sense. If you're eating cardboard and you're like, wow, this pizza tastes like cardboard, then I'm wondering what kind of drugs you're on. I mean, and I'm gonna, and I'm probably gonna record it and post it online and get lots of views because I'm gonna get like, because I find it funny that you are eating cardboard instead of the pizza. I'm just saying. Open box before eating pizza. That should be simple. It should be second nature. It should actually, you shouldn't even have to think about it. Oh, look, open the box. Pizza. Eat pizza. Okay. We shouldn't have to be told to open the box before eating the pizza. Come on, people. Well, that's the teachable moment. We will be back after this break. Well, everyone, it looks like time has come once again to bring another episode of the Teachable Moments podcast to a close. I'm going to try to be back on here again Thursday, back to the regular scheduled time, but I can't be certain. Things may come up. Uh, but I think this week we had we had a good episode. I think we did. Um, yeah, I know it's on a Sunday instead of a Thursday, but hey. What you going to do about it, right? I think we had a good episode. Very informative. Got to talk about a lot of things. Got to talk about stuff that was on my mind, weighing on my mind. Now, before I go, I want to go ahead and let y'all know, just in case y'all are new, where y'all can find me. On social media, on Instagram, it is the.maskedmenace. On Twitter, it is at Kent underscore Arch. I have a YouTube Masked Menace, that's my YouTube. And on Facebook, it is always Arch Clarence Kent. Now, we will try to be back next week, regularly scheduled time. But until then, I'm the Masked Menace, and I'm out.